Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Awesome. Awesome. Great to see you guys. Uh, I'm very happy to see that 90% of us or 95% of us um, are smiling and have a big smile today, and that's very impressive on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So I just want to thank you for bringing that beautiful attitude you know, to the house of the Lord. Uh, about uh, 15 days ago, I went to see my doctor, and she insisted, Franklin, uh, get the flu shot, get the flu shot. And I was like, no, I got the flu shot, you know, last time when I was seven years old. And she said, no, you, you, you need to get it because you need to be protected. So I said, okay, fine, I'll get it. So I got it. Four days after that, I got sick with the flu. <laughs> so I've been sick for like over 10 days, still recovering, but thank you, God, that, you know, I didn't go uh, further. <laughs> so, but uh, I wanna thank everybody just for being here. You know, um, God, is, God is a grateful God. God. God knows the effort that each one of you puts into coming to church. You may think that maybe it doesn't have any value, uh, but God pays attention. You know, He's a detail-oriented God. He knows what it takes for you to get up early in the morning. He knows that you have a lot of problems and you have a lot of things going on in your mind, but you still make the effort to come. Uh, he understands that, and, and I just wanna thank you, give you props for being here. Um, it, it's just an awesome opportunity for, for us to get together. And thank you to the worship team as well. Uh, when I show up today, trust me, they, they were laughing, they were smiling, they always have a great attitude before starting church. And they prepared this environment before we actually start meeting and, and, and singing. They are here a long time before everybody comes and they're preparing, they're singing, they're praying for each one of you. So what I can say today is you're in great hands. So if you hear me coughing a little bit, please forgive me. I'll try not to cough. Um, but um, I do want to share something with you this morning. Uh, how many of you, let me ask you this question sincerely. How many of you have problems today? Just raise your hand. One or two, okay. How many of you this morning have come to church with concerns that worry you? Raise your hand. Okay. So I've heard preachers, you know, sometimes say, leave your problems outside the church and just come and worship the Lord right now. Forget about everything. I say the opposite. Bring all your problems, bring all your burdens into the house of the Lord and let the Lord take care of them. Okay. So, you know, for many times, um, there are some people that believe that God's blessings upon us, you know, are mandatory. That God has to bless me, you know, no matter what, because He's in charge. And to a certain point, you know, that is true, because the Bible says that He really wants to bless us. He really wants to answer our prayers. He really cares for us. Um, but I have discovered in the Bible, especially in the chapter that we're going to read today, 1 Samuel chapter 7, that there's a few things that motivate the heart of the Lord to bless you. 
there's a few things that if you do those things, you will notice beautiful changes in your life. When I, those of you who are parents, uh, I can only speak to me as a son. Uh, some of you know uh, my dad is a pastor. And when I was a teenager, uh, I remember I one of the things that my dad would like about me was when I would go to the church, clean the church, sweep and mop, and then when he showed up, you know, at the time of the service, everything was clean, and he loved that about me. And you know, back in those days, there were not carpets. I mean, when I came to the States the first time and I saw a carpet, I was like, oh my gosh, this is how the new Jerusalem is gonna be like. Because you know what? Uh, at the church, you know, where we were in that little town, there was only dirt and dust. So no floor, no tile, let alone carpet. And uh, so what I would do is I would just go and get a bunch of water and just throw it away, you know, and then sweep a little bit. And, and by the time people came to church, you know, the, the, the dirt was was uh, fresh, so no dust. So my dad loved that. And, uh, and I noticed that every time I did that and, and I behaved, uh, my dad, you know, would try to please me more. Like he would try to make me happier. You know, he would take me to soccer games. Uh, he would buy me more shoes, he would give me more money to go to school, and it was great. On the other hand, if I stopped doing that, and then if I fought, you know, with my brother and sister, and I was rebellious, then my dad wasn't happy. So, there's a few things that I believe that if we do, uh, the heart of the Lord moves in favor of us. And I want to share that with you first. First uh, Samuel chapter seven. Uh, I want to read. I want you to give me the opportunity. I know we don't have a lot of time, but if you can give me the chance to read the a big chunk of the chapter, and then I just want to share about four points uh, that I see from the scripture. Okay. First Samuel chapter seven, uh, verse three and on says like this. Uh, then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to all the Israelites, If you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the asteroids, and commit yourselves to the Lord and serve Him only, and He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their veils and afterwards and serve the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Assemble all the Israel in Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. When they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. On that day they fasted, they confessed their sins, we have sinned against the Lord. Now Samuel uh, was serving as a leader of Israel in Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came out to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord of Israel on behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, 
the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out to Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below Bethar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and they stopped invading Israel's territory. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you so much this beautiful morning for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for this chapter in this book, Lord God, because it teaches us some of those things that we can do practically every day so that you can bless our lives. Sometimes, Lord God, we don't see a lot of blessing in our lives, and we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on. We sometimes don't know the things that we're supposed to do, Lord God, to motivate your heart to bless us. You are our Father, and the Bible says that you want the best for us. Even the Bible says in Psalms 37, 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Not only to cover our needs, but the desires that we have in our hearts. So I pray today for every single problem. I pray for every need, for every concern. Anybody who is sick today, your God, or struggling financially, I pray that you will touch and that you will make a way, that you will open doors so that those problems can be resolved. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So this chapter, uh, I want to talk to you about at least four things that really encourage the heart of the Lord to bless us. And I want to bring to your attention uh, the three verses, two verses that we didn't read, uh, Samuel chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. I want you to hear what the Bible says because I want you to understand the context of what's happening. So verse 1 says, So the men of Kiriath-Jerim, came and took up the ark of the Lord. They brought it to Abinadab's house on the hill and consecrated Eleazar, his son, to guard the ark of the Lord. The ark remained at Kiriath-Jerim a long time, 20 years in all. So I want you to think about it. As you probably know, the ark of the Lord represented what? You remember? The Ark of the Lord represented the presence of God in Israel. So when they saw the Ark of the Lord, they knew that the presence of God was in that Ark. And they knew that they were being taken care of. I don't know if you've read stories uh, also uh, in the Old Testament, but there were times when Israel went across a river and, and what... Joshua would do, or what they would do is, they would start working with the Ark of the Lord into the river, and the river would divide up into two sides, and they would walk on dry ground. And anywhere where they were with the Ark, you know, they were empowered, they were blessed, they were happy, there was prosperity, there was healing, so many good things, you know, happening because the presence of God was there. But if you read in chapter, in verse 2, the Bible says that they have not had the ark of the Lord for 20 years. 
Now I want you to think about it. Can you believe what it would be not to be in the presence of God for 20 years? 20 years, it's a long time. Can you imagine if you didn't go to church for 20 years, how you will feel? I mean, if one Sunday, I hope you feel bad when you come to church one Sunday. <laughs> I, I feel guilty, you know. I, I was very sick last Sunday, and I sent an email to Manatee, and I said, Manatee, uh, I'm sorry I couldn't go to church, and I was very sick, and I was afraid that I was going to get everybody sick because I was coughing too much. I had a sense of guilt because, you know, there, I mean, just being in the presence of God is so important for our daily living. But can you imagine not being able to go to church for 20 years? So the Israelites did not have the Ark of the Lord for 20 years. So that translated into, number one, their problems increased. Number two, the Philistines started invading their camp, starting, you know, going to war with Israelites. Uh, there was no food. They had more problems. There were, there were sicknesses. Uh, they, they didn't know anything was going on, and they felt like they have been abandoned with, uh, by God. So there was a point in which the Israelites started to remember, man, about 20 years ago when the ark was here, we were blessed. You know, there was a lot of harvest. There was a lot of food. When the ark was here, we were so happy because we would see the presence of God coming and we knew that nobody who would come against us was going to defeat us because the ark of the Lord was there. And now it's not. So they started talking, and that's what the Bible says in verse number 3. Then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to the Israelites, and Samuel started talking to the Israelites. So there comes a point in which you have to take a personal look at your life and see how things are going in your life. And the Israelites, when they saw that nothing good was happening around them, the Bible says that they turned around and they went back to the Lord. And when they went back to the Lord, they spoke to Samuel, and these are the words that Samuel said to them. Samuel said, verse number 3, So Samuel said to all the Israelites, if you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then get rid of or rid yourselves of the foreign gods. One of the things that the Israelites have done was during those 20 years, they started adopting gods that belonged to other people. And they forgot about the Lord because the heart wasn't there. So you know that the Bible says that God is jealous. Right? He loves us so much. He loves you so much that when your heart is inclining to love other things, when you are inclining to pursue other things other than God, uh, He gets jealous. He wants you. He wants to be with you. He wants your life. He wants your heart. He wants your worship. He wants He wants all of you. So Samuel said, you know, the first advice I want to give you guys is get rid of all the gods that you have around here. Because there's only one God, and that is our Lord God. Now, let me ask you this morning. So, a God is anything, something that takes the place that belongs to God in our lives. 
Did anybody mention what are some of those modern gods that we have in 2018 that take our attention from the world? Social media. Social media. Yes. Why? Uh-huh. It's very distracting. Addicting. That's why. You know, some people can be on social media for hours. For hours. And and it's very hard for them to take, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, read the Bible, maybe pray. So social media, we're not saying it's bad. If you love Facebook, that's fine. If you have a million followers, good for you. If you have Instagram, great. But it could turn into a God when you pursue it that so much that you're not loving God the way He's supposed to be. What could be another God amongst us? you know that we have to do daily uh, we have to be focused on, on on loving God on increasing our relationship with God we're not saying that all of those things are bad we're not saying that social media is bad we're not saying that human wisdom is completely bad we're just saying uh, there's only one God who wants your heart who wants you who pursues you who wants to have a relationship with so Samuel told the Israelites, number one, if you want to see the blessing of the Lord, get rid of those gods. You know, but there's also one more thing that I see in verse number four uh, that says that the Israelites serve the Lord only. You know what? A second thing that will motivate the heart of God to bless us is when we take time to serve. Uh, you have no idea how much serving will produce blessing in your life. Anybody has, anybody uh, 
Anybody, everybody has talents. I was meeting, you know, this week, actually about two weeks ago, I was meeting with someone who, who has a business and, and she's Christian and, and she asked me a question and she said, Franklin, she said, do you think there's, there's anything worse than death? And I thought about it and I said, uh, yes, I think there's something that is worse than death. And then she asked me why. I said, well, do you remember uh, a parable that Jesus shared uh, with the people when he said that uh, an owner, a businessman, gave talents or gave an amount of money to three servants, to one he gave five, to another one he gave four, and to the other one he gave one. Then this man went away for some time, and when he was away, two of these people worked those talents, but the other one hid it. Uh, and did not work it, and then she said yes. So that man, when the owner came, the business came, businessman came, this man who had only one talent, he said, I'm sorry, Lord, I knew you are a man of power, you are a man of authority, so I was afraid, and I hid what you gave me because I didn't want to lose it or I didn't want anybody to steal And the owner was not happy with him. Why? Because he didn't use one of the greatest gifts that God has given to human beings, which is your imagination. God has given something to each one of us, a talent, a gift, and we can put it into practice just right away. Look at the Israelites. The Bible says that you know they turn, turn to the Lord, they get rid of the gods right away. They, wanted, they were so desperate that they wanted to change because they needed God. And they started serving the Lord right away. I don't know about you, uh, but I'm, I'm very happy that I see a lot of you serving. I see a lot of you pouring into this church. And I want you to be motivated. I want you to be energized. Because no matter what you do, it, whether you think it's great or it's small, big or small, God will use it for His glory. Whether you are a person who makes phone calls, or you use social media to encourage other people, or you come and play an instrument, you sing, you give your tithes and offering, whatever you do, or you welcome people at the entrance, you know, with a beautiful smile, whatever you do, keep doing it. Because serving the Lord motivates God so that He can bless you more. But there's two more things that the Israelites did, and I want to bring it to your attention. Um, in, in verse number seven, it really draws my attention that the Bible says that when the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled in Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came out to attack them and take them by surprise. You know what happens sometimes? Uh, the Israelites, when they turned to the Lord, they got rid of their gods, they started serving the Lord. When things started to improve spiritually, all of a sudden, the Philistines wanted to attack. You think about it, the enemy is not happy when we make spiritual changes. When he knows that we're pursuing God, when we're loving God. Uh, don't be surprised. You know, some people say, say to me, you know, ever since I became a Christian, you know, I, I have these problems and, and this is happening and, and this, you know, turned out this way. And I said, don't worry, because that is not a sign that you're doing bad. It is a sign that you're doing well, that you're doing great. Because if you're getting close to God and opposition comes your way all of a sudden, that means a great victory is coming your way. 
at the same time. So the Bible says that when the Philistines came to attack, then uh, the Israelites came, verse number 8, they said to Samuel, do not stop crying out to the Lord our God. So this is the third step that I'm going to share with you this morning. Do not stop pursuing God for what you need. Don't give up. Don't quit. You know, I understand that sometimes it takes a little patience. It takes some time, you know, for us to receive an answer for the Lord. But do not quit asking God what you need. Do not stop. God doesn't forget. Do not give up. Do not quit until you see an answer from God or until you see that God closes the door and God opens another one. But this is what the Israelites told Samuel. Please do not stop. No matter what happens, Samuel, do not stop crying out the Lord God for us. And the Bible says that Samuel, he, verse number 10, he went and sacrificed a burnt offering uh, to the Lord. Uh, and then what happened, you know, at the end of the story, the Bible says that while Samuel was making that sacrifice, the, each, uh, the Philistines came, they came to attack, but all of a sudden, God moved and he sent thunders and the, the Philistines were so scared that they started to run away because they thought maybe that a great, great army was coming against them. And the Bible says that during the days that Samuel lived in Israel, they had peace, uh, peace all the time in their land. So number one, they got rid of their guns. Number two, they made a decision to serve God. Number three, they did not stop pursuing God, even though the opposition came against them. And number four, this is what I, what I want to share with you, uh, is uh, not just patience, but the process of continuing and not quitting. Because the Bible says that um, while Samuel was sacrificing. So if you, if you pay attention to that word, while, that means when he was doing that, a process, uh, the blessing came. So my encouragement for you today, this morning is, number one, as a church, uh, we need to teach people in the community that there's only one God. Things work for the better when we follow Jesus. He has the answers. He, he is the way. He is the light. So we need to teach people how to develop a better relationship with God. Number two, let's make a decision to serve God, no matter what you do. You know, a uh, long time ago, um, when I was a kid, I remember that there was a man in my church, uh, my dad's church. He didn't have any teeth, you know, in his mouth. He was about 85 years old. I mean, we didn't have dentists, you know, back then, you know, Salvador, little town. So if you had problems with your feet, you would just pull it off with your hand, and, and that's what people would do. So, but he had one gift. He would go to church before the service, and he would uh, brush the, the, uh, the shoes of the people before going into the church. And people would ask him, why do you do that? You should get paid for that. And he would say, no, because that's the only thing I know how to do. So he did it. 
So no matter what you do, serve the Lord. Number three, uh, do not quit. Keep pursuing God. Even if the opposition comes against you, keep doing it. And in the end, number four, while you're doing it, you will see the blessing of God. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord God. I come before you, Lord God, right now because we are all here as human beings. We're not perfect. We all have different challenges. We all have different problems. From the youngest to the oldest, Lord God, there's a diversity of problems, Lord God, that we live every day in challenges. But I do believe, Lord God, that the Bible says that if we get rid of the gods that are in the midst of us, maybe in my life, that, that you, Lord God, will turn to me and you will start blessing me one more time. I know that the Bible says here, Lord God, that if I get rid of those gods and I start serving you, Lord God, as my only God, my only Savior, that that pleases you, Lord God, and you will bless me. I know that this chapter says, Lord God, that while Samuel was crying out to you, the opposition came, Lord God, but he didn't stop. He didn't get scared. He continued praying. He continued pursuing you, Lord God, and in the process of doing that, even though the opposition came, you gave him victory, and during his life, there was peace in the people of Israel. Any problems right now, Lord? Any financial situation? Any businesses in problems? Any careers? Any marriages uh, that are going through challenges? Any children, Lord God, with problems? Anybody who has a problem here today, I just lift them up to you, Lord God. I pray for this church that we will be a bridge to the community so they can also join how we pursue you, Lord God, because this is the most beautiful thing we can do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.